Hey there, DCers. I'm your host, Zazie Morgan. Hey, everybody. This is Chase Willett, your other host. Have you heard of the Unified Scene Theater in Bloomingdale? Well, you're about to. We just had a really good conversation with the head of that, Sean Westfall. He's fantastic. I'm, I'm looking longingly at his empty Coke Zero right now. Indeed. It was a fuel of good improv oh, coach. Man. And uh, really interesting stuff, how it got started. And he taught us some games. He talked about the classes that they teach over there. And then we talked about our favorite parts of Bloomingdale, because it's right in the middle of Bloomingdale. It's part of the spirit. It, right it was now. a lot of fun. I will tell you, Chase, I was super nervous to do this because yeah. I actually just finished a class at the Unified Scene Theater. So they do right. both classes and shows. Um, and so very much like, be clever, be funny. You are my instructor. But, but what's one of the things he taught us that you already know? Don't try to be funny. Right? Exactly. Yeah. Which is much harder than you'd imagine. Of oh, God. It's like, it's like. It's kind of like being on a first date oh, when you're like please elaborate. You're trying to yes and. <laughs> I tell people when they go on first dates from the little I know from improv, it's like, yes and, do a bit and like get her like, or him or whoever, uh-huh. you know, like going along with a bit. And I think that that helps you connect a little bit. And um, listening, I guess, too, is another big thing mm-hmm. that we talked about. Yeah. Um, so what would you say? Let's play high low. What was your high for this? The high for this? I liked, in the second segment, he taught us some games that you, you short form improv games. And uh, this is what you've been doing, part, some of them in your class is what you would learn. Um, And I thought that it was just fun to get the teacher and he was really into it and really kind of nurtured you through it. And that was fun. He was great. And I I really, really appreciated too. I wasn't expecting that he uh, went into it wholeheartedly, which is so the improv style that he also brought us some characters. Well, the live studio audience, I thought that we brought in that's usually not been very interactive this show was very yes very much so thanks to sean i think he really nurtured that audience to come out of their shell for sure um so that was fun uh a high for me for sure was um hearing sort of his process as a teacher Mm -hmm. um so having been a student thinking through what he feels important for his students to learn going through yeah um a low was when i inadvertently maybe uh was tough on big bear and you could tell he really wanted to defend it on the <laughs> website policies. I was like, idiot. Uh, uh. Maybe you were thinking more of that was in your head. I just I want him I to like me so much. I think he likes you. I, I hope so. I don't know if he does. I that he's going to hear this now. Yeah, yeah. No, I think he likes uh, you quite Sean, a bit. yeah, I have a whole lot of issues of whether or not uh, you like me or if you're just tolerating me because I have to pay for a lot of your time. I think it was a good sign that you sat in his lap the entire podcast <laughs> and true. shared a microphone. It's true. So should we get to the conversation with Sean? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, here it is with uh, Sean Westfall, the uh, the founder and uh, the lead coach, I guess you could call him, at the Unified Scene in Bloomingdale. Yeah. Neighborhoods. Music and local talent you'll hear. And sometimes you might even get to drink a beer. If it weren't for Kevin, none of us would be here. Have Have you heard DC? Hey DCers, I'm your host, Zazie Morgan, joined again by my lovely co-host. Hello DC, this is Chase Willett. And we're here with Sean Westfall, legend in the DC improv comedy area. Sean, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, you're very kind. Uh, the generous use of the word legend there. Um, my name is Sean Westfall, and I am the co-founder and creative director of an actual brick-and-mortar space here in DC devoted exclusively, well, almost exclusively, to improvisational comedy. Prior to that, I was the teacher of improv. I, I was the... Ex- 
for 13 years, I taught improvisational comedy at the DC Improv. For 11 of those years, I was the exclusive teacher, meaning mm -hmm. if you took a class at the DC Improv in improvisational comedy, you took it with me, whether it was short form, long form, beginning experience. I left that a couple years ago to uh, start a company, basically uh, combining or uh, coalescing my two, my day job and my night job. My day job was, I worked as a creative at an, at an ad agency, and its job was to be creative and, and yeah. come up with ideas and bring attention to products or services or however you want to define that. Uh, I was a madman, for, mm -hmm. for, for, for want of a better word. And then four years ago, I decided to sort of combine those two things into an improv-based consultancy, a company called um, Comedia Partners, C-O-M-M-E-D-I-A-P-A-R-T-N-E-R-S, Comedia Partners. Dot com mm -hmm. and essentially I thought that I was going to spend the next five or six seven or eight years exclusively doing that just building a practice whereby I went on site to organizations and taught them to be mm -hmm. more creative more collaborative listen like uh, you know I, I often say that there isn't a there's if there's there's not a Harvard Business Review buzzword out there that I can't shape an improv event sure. to help organizations yeah. meet and overcome that stuff right and that's what I thought I was gonna be doing for the next you know a couple of years after I left uh, my day job about a year and a half two years ago um, I live in live in in the Bloomingdale neighborhood of Washington. We're excited DC. to talk about. Yeah, that I'm too. looking forward to, to chatting about that neighborhood. And I've lived there for seven years, and after my wife and I got married, she joined me there about two and a half, three years ago. And uh, uh, we were walking down the street. We, we go to we go to Yoga District to get our cheese mm -hmm. and shoppers <laughs> line and get do and expand and open up areas, right? And uh, all that crunchy stuff. Do you buy cheese there, or do, do you create? Well, I, 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 <laughs> great cheese. That's great. Aligning my cheese and chocolate. Uh, yeah, yeah. I feel. Like I wouldn't want yoga made cheese yes. somehow. It's, hey, it's it's more it's more it's more grounded in the center. <laughs> yeah, it's okay. more humane. It's more humane. It's definitely right, more humane. Right, right. Yeah, <laughs> no curds were hurt in the making of this cheese. And I've, and we were walking down the street, and there's space that. As long as I've been in the neighborhood, again, we're talking about eight years, had always been one of these storefront churches that you see in mm -hmm. D.C. Um, the, the space was for lease, and we, I said, hey, well, check this out. The space is for lease. That might be a good place to put an improv space. And my wife and I had been sort of talking about that, talking about doing that um, for ever since we, we go to Burning Man every year, and we come back with pie, pie of the sky dreams and, and aspirations. And we thought, well, you know, maybe this could be a space in which we could sort of align all those things we're passionate about, creativity, mm -hmm. improvisation those things. Mm -hmm. Long story short, and I've been rambling on way too long, uh, about a year and a half ago, we signed a lease. A uh, couple months after that, we were demoing the place, transforming yeah. it, and we opened a year ago this month. And, right. and right. so we've been, and, and I'm sorry, and the, and the theater is called the Unified Scene Theater in Washington, D.C., and we've teaching out of there and teaching workshops mm -hmm. and classes and uh, curating, I hate that word, sorry about that. Uh, producing. We can. We'll edit it out. Oh, good. Yeah. Yes, please. <laughs> What's that? Jason does something like, less offensive. He does something in that space. It's a very mysterious verb. God, edit it out. I'm gonna. I'm gonna overdub it with like organized. Very good. Yeah. Well, well, actually, tell us more about that. Like, why don't you like the word? Curated. Mm -hmm. I think it's a buzzword. I think it's a. It's. I think people are, are using it and abusing it and misusing it. Mm -hmm. So I. I think that I sound like I'm one of those guys, those poncy guys, misusing the word curate. So, so to avoid douchebaggery. Well, to, yeah. to avoid douchebaggery, there are purists who say that only art, only gallery owners can curate stuff mm -hmm. because that's that specifically is to plastic arts. I disagree. I think you can right. curate content, but it's, that's the way it's sort of like gravitated out into you know the, the right. word which which every sort of buzzwordy. 
entity and organization is misusing the word. So, so our listeners okay. may be able to pick up that you are also a highly educated man. I don't know that that's necessarily the case. I've, <laughs> I've read a lot of books. He and I don't know that. The, he didn't walk in smoking a pipe. You, right. You, do, you said... <laughs> a smoking jacket. You yeah. said that you have a master's in English lit, though, right? Yeah, and as I often say after that, a more gargantuan waste of time has yet <laughs> to be found when it for that. Who's your, okay. fa- can we add, who's your favorite author? Um, uh, so I novelist. Could, novelist? Yeah. My, oh, that's an easy answer. My favorite. You can even go down a short story. No, uh, right, I, right. I, just I, let him answer sorry. the damn it's, question. It's, no, no, no. So, um, uh, <laughs> I, could, I, could, I could easily, I could, I could tick, if Please. there's a genre or subgenres, okay. I could tick off uh, my favorite. My favorite novelist is a guy named Kingsley Amos. You ever heard of Kingsley I Amos? I don't know. A lot of people have it. More, Americans tend to be more familiar with his son, who's Martin Amos. Who wrote Money, um, Time Zero, those kind of stuff? I, mean, I know famous Amos. Yeah, but, uh, but who, who who does the cookies? Right. right. I would call him a curator of cookies. I would call him a curator. That's precisely what yeah. he is, because right? he's a cookie artist, right? <laughs> right. Right. Um, Mark, uh, Kingsley Amos wrote what I believe to be the, f- and, I, and I've read a lot of funny comic novels. Um, Kingsley Amos wrote the funniest novel ever written, and that's a novel called Lucky Jim. Lucky Jim. Lucky Jim. It is Lucky hands Jim. down the funniest novel I have ever read in yeah. my life, and yeah. I've. I've been exposed to Evil and Law and Nancy Midford and uh-huh. and, and uh, 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 the guy who wrote Tom Jones. I can't remember his name right now, but I should be able to have this at the top of my head. But you know the the works that are widely recognized yeah. as the the funniest mm-hmm. novels. Kingsley is hands down wow. the, the wow. funniest novels ever written. What time period is that? Uh, he wrote. He wrote it in 1952. Okay. And it's it's actually engendered what I like to describe as, or what has been described as, the university satire. <laughs> And basically, the protagonist is a is a teacher at a university, okay. and he just and Amos specifically through this character viciously satirizes the entire university process yeah. and how pretentious it is, <laughs> and how if there are people that misuse curate and things like that. So, <laughs> right. anyway. Can yeah. I ask a question? Sure. sure. So I I mean I'm a fan of improv. I'm okay. not a practitioner, but cool. I'm, a, I'm a fan, and I've got certain people I listen to more than others. But mm-hmm. um, the the people that I really gravitate to have like just a command of so much knowledge they reach back from, and it makes it interesting to me. Do you find that being a, a reader, for instance, in your case, um, adds to what you do as an improv artist? I don't think I'm going to answer that question in in two, in two ways. Perfect. I don't think that necessarily being a reader makes you a good improviser. I do think here's what I know about improvisers. Yeah. Every improviser I know is a geek about something, whether that's science yeah. or a, a passion. There's a guy I know in the improv scene here in D.C. who's who's just adamant about solar energy. Okay, and he has a scientific background. Yeah, and he, he's he's easily one of the one of the five smartest people I've ever met. Mm-hmm. But he is just just smart. Yeah, uh, and has access to more language in the moment than I ever will. Mm-hmm. Like I could get to where he gets language wise if I had like thirty to forty seconds. He gets there instantaneously. Sure. So I don't think it's necessarily being a reader. I think if it most and again, if I don't want to be sort of arcane with that passion, right. literature or science, comic books and blah blah. Sure. You know, you know, there's you know, like the, a niche the, kind of area. music. I mean, yeah. the the biggest music geeks I've ever met are also improvisers. Okay, they just love music. Right. To the second part of that is um, something that I've long discovered. That I, I'm sorry, that's sorry that, that I've long believed and discovered a long time ago. Smart people aren't. Are, are, aren't always funny mm-hmm. but funny people are always 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 whip scary right. fucking smart yeah. they're just yeah. smart. scary smart yeah. and it, you can see this at you know at the top of the comedy food chain mm-hmm. you know, John Stewart can right. do the New York Times bestseller the New York Times crossword puzzle the Friday version right. in minutes just knock yeah, it yeah, out yeah. Steve Martin has a world class 
art collection. Right. When he yeah. sells that to the Getty Museum in LA mm-hmm. for like 40, 50, 80, 100 million. I mean, he, and that's, that's the kind of aesthetic eye wow. and intelligence. Right. That, right. So you, you, you can be stupid and be funny, but generally speaking, that's only going to happen once yeah. by accident. And the person behind that choice isn't going to understand why or how sure. that happened. Yeah. Smart people are always, or funny people are always, always, smart. always, always right. smart. Right. And I was just listening to a great interview with Dan Aykroyd, and he was saying, in that same way, he finds that a lot of really great comedians are were also huge political activists and mm-hmm. had activist careers. So like Belushi and others, where there's videos of him being maced by crowd mm-hmm. control and protests. I had and, no idea. Yeah, I, I, that's something I, I didn't really realize as well. It certainly makes sense, yeah. because if you are an aware, informed person, mm-hmm. you certainly are going to be politically active <laughs> when it comes to... You know the the yeah. fascist state coming right, down. Right, right. And, and, yeah. And, 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 Animal House but, is a reaction okay. against the conservative like throwback too. Pre- precisely. Sure. precisely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about unified scene, mm-hmm. and uh, it's been a year. So yesterday you had your uh, year uh, anniversary. Like, Congratulations. Year anniversary. Yeah. It's it's it's. I didn't think we'd get here. I was surprised that when we opened the doors a year ago, that people showed up. I really was. Why was that? I, I don't, well, it's the, the innate paranoia that, I, that that informs every single choice in life I made, uh-huh. <laughs> and the and the innate uh, 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 um, glass masters in English. I can't remember this word. Uh, half uh, empty. Half empty. Uh, 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 what's the, uh, the, the cynical view I have of life sure. that that things are not going to work out? So, well, so. and and you mentioned your wife Kathy mm-hmm. runs the studio with you, and she also has a different history in performing in the DC area, right? Does she does she have that same attitude, or do you balance each no, other? No, no, she's 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 generally much much more upbeat. Okay. And, <laughs> And uh, um, more, everything's going to work out. It's going to be okay. Stop it. Stop going down that wormhole. Stop mm-hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah. yeah. And thank God she is. Or else I'd, be, <laughs> I'd be a mess. I'd just be a puddle in a sobbing tears of jelly in the, on the, in the corner of the room. That's all I've been. And she's had her own history in D.C. storytelling, right? Yeah, well, yes. It's, uh, she got into storytelling about, about I'm going to say like about Four years ago, okay. four years ago, she got involved in the storytelling scene. Mm-hmm. She's actually on the board of Story District, which oh, is really? the, yeah, which that was the yeah. speakeasy before, right? Um, or ooh. was it? Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. Okay. And then they yeah. had they got they had sued. to change it yeah. because yeah. Yeah. Got, yeah, 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 yeah. It's so silly. Well, yeah, they, 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 I don't think they got sued. They got a cease and desist. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so. I'd love to get one if we get our first cease and desist for I'm, whatever. I'm, 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 I'd be, I'd be stoked about it. I've been cease and desisted before. I have. I'm actually hoping that I. Well, no, I don't hope that because I, I, I hope he wouldn't take the spirit, but the name of our theater is informed by music, by a, a lyrical choice on the part of my favorite mm-hmm. band. And I just, Which is? The Hold Steady. Mm-hmm. Uh, Huge yeah, fan of the Hold the Steady. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So, um, and the Hold Steady. Oh, uh, up wow. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, tatted up yeah. for, for our viewers here. Backstage. He's got some, sure, some hip-looking tattoos that I bet you could oh, show yeah. off. Are they it. really hip? I do I like, so. I like the DC tattoos. As yeah. somebody with some less hip tattoos, I can tell you <laughs> I think, those are pretty good. I think the butterfly thing you got going on. Oh, yeah. You know, on the back of my neck, I have some Chinese characters. So, yeah. I actually, I have one of those, I got it when I was 18 tattoos that I still kind of love, but I placed it really low on my hip so that my mom couldn't see it right and uh today it just feels like no it's well no today i just have like a really like slutty tattoo of a star shooting straight towards my vagina (laughs) (laughs) and i wish i hadn't made that choice but what are you gonna do what it is Ah, what are you gonna do we'll see anyway (laughs) 
Well, so you've been you've been working. You said instructing in the DC scene for now. So if I'm doing the math, like 15 years. Yeah, I, I arrived in Washington DC. Let me put it this way: for the second time. Okay. Uh, in 1999. Okay. 2000. Yeah. And I've been here ever since. So it so, seems like a lot of people in the... the but improv- let me clarify. I yeah. didn't start teaching at the DC Improv until like 2000, 2003. Okay. 2003, yeah. So 13 years pretty yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it, so with that, especially you mentioned one of the first to teach improv in DC. A lot of the DC folks have been through your classes. Yeah, or the, yeah. Um, I'd love to hear some of the talent that you've worked with. Either people... I know there's a few people who have seen some success after working with you or people that you think might be like the next great thing if they get a break. I, I don't know that, that, that any that any of the names that I mentioned will mean anything to anybody else, uh, any of your listeners. Um, It'll mean something to them, Sean. <laughs> so, so one of my former students and a guy who's actually one of one of my best friends on the planet, and it was actually at me a groomsman in my wedding, is a guy by the name of Tim Martin. And Tim Martin is... Uh, here's here's Tim Martin's claim to fame. He uh, about ten years ago, um, he said, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go to New York. I'm going to go to, and you need to go with me, dude. You need to go with mm-hmm. me. Well, at the time, Tim was like in his late twenties, like 27, 28, mm-hmm. right? While I was just, I had just turned forty, right? <laughs> and I sort of had to say, Tim, look, you don't go to New York to start an improv career right. when you're forty. You go, you're there at forty, ending one and contemplating suicide because you haven't made it yet, right? So I, I said, you go and get famous, and then I'll be the Steve mm-hmm. Buscemi character in all your movies. Right, right. <laughs> but 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 God love him. Tim has since gone on, and anyone who sort of knows about improv or comedy in these sort of various pockets around the country, including. LA and Chicago okay. and New York, they kind of know who Tim is. He's kind of a recognizable face. His claim to fame, and this was up until he decided to leave for LA last year, um, he was on, the UCB has a show called Cage Match, in which they pit every week the hottest, uh-huh. the hottest two teams against each other. For months, or for weeks on end, if not months, and I think it's months, Tim was on two teams that would go up against each other. <laughs> One team was called Fuck That Shit, mm. and he was on Fuck That Shit, so we'd go perform with Fuck That Shit, and then he'd go perform with Airwolf, which followed it, and they were like going up against So no matter who won, Tim was going on next. Yeah. So, so uh, you'll have to remind me to put the explicit logo for yeah. this. Oh, yeah. This yes, 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 please. Yeah. So now, so, so now yeah. fuck away. Yeah. I said you fuck that earlier. between <laughs> listeners. Oh, oh, show. Yeah. 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 I mean, oh, crap. Sorry. No, 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 no. If we put the E, we're fine. you gotta, you, no, like, got to talk in like acronyms for that audience. As long as it's sort of like when you preface something with no offense, then you can say anything you want. Cool. Yeah, Tim has since gone on to he was he was in an episode of, of Broad City. He's been on a couple okay. of other. I bet um, recognize him. He, he was there's a there's a new new movie out on improv. Oh God, why why am I brain farting this? Um, it's don't think twice. Don't think twice. Tim's in that movie. Oh really? Oh, wow. Yeah. So he's building a career. Um, I have a feeling, and he I, he finally left New York about about a, a year ago, about six or seven months ago, almost a year ago, because he realized that's where the industry is. He's mm-hmm. going to get cast and more stuff if he goes out to, mm-hmm. to L.A. So he's in L.A. right now. Um, another proud, another um, student I'm extraordinarily proud of is uh, a woman named um, uh, Katie Klein. She's at Second City, mm-hmm. and she's not just like in the Second City ecosystem. Mm-hmm. She is in the top tier performers at Second City. Oh, wow. They have like the main stage show. Yeah. Then they have it like, these people are next. They're going to get to the main stage show. 
and she's in that that show, and she's just an amazing yeah. sort of. Yeah. I, and speaking of weddings, I was at her wedding earlier this year. So. Really? So yeah, so she's um, another very someone someone I'm very close to, very fond of, and mm-hmm. uh, 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 very talented. Um, I'm trying to think of some people who I've worked with. I, just, I came up here in DC about the same time that Rory Scovel was here in DC doing improv, okay. but he was he was he was sort of like he couldn't make up his mind at the time. Mm-hmm. Like he wanted to do stand up and he wanted to do improv, so now he's he obviously chose stand up and he's like crushing it. If you know who Rory Scovel is, um, I'm trying to think who else outside of your host Ozzy Morgan, is there anybody who you think <laughs> looks we should, like at the next could story. be up and coming like to look out for? Well, outside of Ozzy Morgan, I don't think there's anybody. <laughs> <laughs> No one can touch. I mean, I, I don't. I mean, I don't want to. Here's the thing: if you start naming people, then other people get offended. Yeah, so, sure. So That's a good I'm, point. I'm trying to be very politic about this. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I, but, I just, but I can't say that. I mean, I've 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 taught a lot of people who have uh-huh. since gone on to teach themselves. Like, there's a number of people who are teaching at Washington Improv Theater, which is a big, huge theater here in Washington D.C. Big, huge. But they're in sort of a nonprofit-esque theater. There are three or four teachers there who were taught by me at the D.C. Mm-hmm. Improv first. One more former person, one, another former student, uh, a guy by the name of Will, <laughs> Will Stefan, is gonna, he's actually going to be performing next month at the Unified Scene Theater. Oh, great. He's, okay. he's, he's, he's a writer for SNL. So oh, wow. He's a he's very talented guy. So, so Is he single? What is, it, I don't know. <laughs> just, but, just a thought. You know, but he'll be on tour. Uh, so he'll basically, for all intents and purposes. What I was, <laughs> well, what I was actually uh, going to mention, and and then I think we should take a quick break so that we can sure. jump into actually the dynamics of improv a little bit more. But you had um, Connor Ratliff at the show recently. Right, right, right. Who I absolutely fangirled out in a way that was creepy to him. <laughs> I went to go to his workshop at Woolly Mammoth, which right. I know you were uh, working to do some second shows afterwards right, organizing right, right. and then also right. he performed um, and for those who don't know he does something called the George Lucas show and yeah, like you George, mentioned George Lucas talk show yeah. about like oh, geeking out okay, over yeah. something right. he knows George Lucas and Star Wars so well mm-hmm. it's brilliant right, how right, he's right. able to respond and, exactly right. yeah. and, and this is and this is another way that this is why um Improvisers are because they have these passions and these geeks. And what actually, what I love about comedy in general, about good comedians in general, is that they take the inside jokes and actually make them more popular, accessible, right? They take the inner passions that they think are quirky and funny to them. Soon, everybody's laughing at the same thing. Sure. That's that's where genius comedians. Uh, thrive over just sort of the everyday people. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You heard it here first. You're getting the inside on how to on the <laughs> class without even going. I went. One other thing that's great. I mean, lots of things are great, but I think you do a very good job of um, working to build community through the theater. And um, I'm start crying. Here. <laughs> we would and love that. So, <laughs> so a lot of times after shows, you'll say, and if anybody wants to go, go next to door, bar, support yeah. and, and support local Bloomingdale mm-hmm. areas. And um, so I did that after his show. But I didn't want to interrupt him. He was right. with a friend, right. which meant that I was hanging out. And as many of our listeners know, Zazie Morgan drinks a lot, but she never got good at it. So, like, <laughs> I uh, by the time his friend had left, I started to be like, "Hey, so I took your workshop and I listened to your shows, and I just started talking at him in such an aggressive way that he was like, "What's the address here?" And he was literally walking away getting an Uber while I'm following him out the door, backing out. It was, it was ridiculous. And on that note, let's take a quick break and uh, we'll be back in a moment with Sean Westfall. All right, DCers, we want to give you a quick taste of what it's like to hear Sean in action. This is from one of his most recent workshops. But only this time, I want you to resist the urge 
to be clever, to resist the urge to empty the crate on the box, pomegranate, abuse, break bread, burn sienna, baby shit, green, pass out three, four, five. What are you doing? Thinking. Thinking. You're thinking. To resist the urge to be clever, stop thinking, just be in the moment. Red. Green. 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 Yes. Blue. 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 The answer is obviously no, because comedy plays on expectation. In improv, we get around that by opening up our mouths and saying the first thing that comes out. We don't try to slow down the energy of a scene by saying, no, wait, I have a perfect thing I'm going to say here. It's going to come out if you just stop and wait for it. Well, guess what? The audience is already, because they don't have the pressure of being on stage and being in the scene, come up with something a lot better than you have. So what we do is we beat them into the punch. We open up our mouths and say the first thing that comes out, we just react and not think. When people find out that they teach improv, they say, oh, so they teach people to do funny. And I go, no, what they actually teach people to do is get the hell out of their own way. Because the thing that's preventing them from being funny is the mechanism that's probably preventing you to think, well, I have to show that I have the credentials to be here. I have to show I'm funny enough to be here. I have to show that I'm clever enough. I'm smart enough. Let me prove that to you. That thing is going to hurt you every single time. Not just in comedy, but you lie if you have to do that out as well. So don't think, just react. Ready? And white. Green. Black. Black. <laughs> Should we We're keep that? that. Okay. No, 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 we got to sample it. I think anytime someone says, like, how's your weekend? It's like, ah, oh, I feel like shit. We'd play that burp button. Uh, Chase actually keeps a file on our Google Drive of Zazieisms. Zazie noises. Nice. Yeah. There's going to be a whole, like, soundboard uh, online soon. But anyway, we're back. Your voice uh, That's an app in the making. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. We're back, listeners, with Sean Westfall. We just got a little brief overview of what you might hear in a class. Um, so we wanted to take some time to talk about what is improv itself. You know, we know not all of our listeners are very familiar. How is improv different from other types of comedy or performance? Um, that's a good question. It's it certainly is. It, it's different from stand up, and this is something that I've noticed over the last sort of decade and a half when I've been teaching is that my my talking points regarding what I do have changed. Like for instance, when I would tell people that I teach improvisational comedy, they would say, "Oh, so you teach stand up?" And I go, mm-hmm. as if they didn't hear the phrase that I right. just uttered, right? I, and it's and I have to explain. No, it's not really stand up. It's collaborative. It's, it's it's people collaborating in real time to make comedy, to find and locate comedy on the spot sure. and entertain an audience. And then you know, as whose lines in any way sort of became gained popularity, mm-hmm. that became one of my talking points as well. It's like you know, it's, well, you know, the, the uh, whose lines in any way the, the sort of games they they teach you there or they, games they play there. I teach you to do s- similar things in my classes. Um, and then finally, you know, over the last decade in particular, there's been sort of a tectonic shift in comedy in that while stand-up is still sort of up there, mm-hmm. improv has really, mm-hmm. really become very prevalent, sure. predominant. As I think I may have said this yesterday in, in the workshops that I was teaching. You know, the people at the top of the comedy food chain, Will Ferrell, Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, Stephen Colbert, Steve Carell, none of them have done stand-up. They've never, you know, walked mm-hmm. on stage with a, with a brick wall facade behind right, them and a, right. a microphone and done an act that has yeah. the appearance of being completely and utterly improvised, but is actually a highly rehearsed entity. Mm-hmm. Improv is the opposite of that. It's too, it's at least to sometimes more in most cases more uh, people working in collaboration in real time 
taking an audience suggestion and either playing an improv game or an improv structure, kind of like what you'd see on Whose Line Is It Anyway, or doing something a bit more theatrical with sure. it, taking that, that structure, that suggestion, and creating sort of a mini play or a mini series of scenes mm-hmm. around that in which they, you know, they sort of pr- try to create a reality in front of you as best they can. Like right. two people, if some, you get a suggestion like, you know, like a dinner, two people might grab chairs and start a scene in which they're at dinner, mm-hmm. and, a, they, and in, the, in the course of that scene, they discover themselves at the same time that you discover it, whether they're on a first date or whether they're a couple sure. who's who's having dinner at home for the third, you know, for, for the fourth, you know, for the for the hundredth time, right? Right. And so it's just it's collaborative. It's in the moment. It's playing to the top of your intelligence. It's listening. It's listening on steroids. Mm. I think one of the primary differences between improv and stand up is that stand-ups have to be verbally clever, right? They have yeah. to have to go, set up punchline, act out, sure. set up punchline, okay. act out, right? Uh, they have to paint pictures for you mm-hmm. or at least, you know, uh, uh, communicate an attitude about a particular topic or, mm-hmm. you know, in order, for, to, in order to lead an audience to the funny that they found in sure. it. Um, in improv, being verbally clever is actually the opposite of what mm. we're looking for. Yeah. We don't want people yeah. who want to be set up punchline, act sure. out funny. We want people to commit to reality. Yes. And the trouble, the, not, not trouble, but the challenge I have teaching you know, novice, novices how to do improv is to disabuse them of this notion that they have to be funny, right? Mm-hmm. That what they have to be is real and authentic and honest and the comedy will arise effortlessly and organically. It's just the nature of this art form. Right. So I'm going to say something that even I don't see coming, mm-hmm. and what's and the audience isn't. If, you, if I don't see it coming, the audience isn't going to see it either. So they're going to laugh. Medita- it's it, meditative. It, it sounds like. It well, it's yeah. It's 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 somewhat Eastern and Zen. It's right. checking your ego at the door right. and sort of paying attention, uh, being present. Being present is extraordinarily important. Uh-huh. Um, um, listening. It's just the essence of improv sure. is listening. And the mm-hmm. way that I, I once heard Larry Bird say that the essence of basketball is passing. Not scoring, uh-huh. passing. The yeah. essence of improv yeah, yeah, is yeah, yeah. listening. So with that, upon your recommendation, I'm right now reading Truth and Comedy, which uh, right. you talk a lot about Del Close, who was sort of thought of as one of the founding instructors. Right, right. Talk right. More. And the more I read it, the more things that you said continue to make sense. Like I'm like this is what you were getting at. Right. And I realize I'm so novice now, I would imagine it would be frustrating teaching a class. Like, for instance, I, I once had this great idea that I was going to volunteer to tutor kids at a low-income school. Right. And like two sessions into it, I was like, two plus two equals four. Like, what don't you fucking get about that? <laughs> like, and, and this idea of people are taking your class because they want to be funny, they right. want to do these things. Is it frustrating, especially with the idea that you're wanting to build trust, you're wanting to su- have everybody to support when you don't feel like somebody is listening or getting, like, mm-hmm. how do you manage that situation? <laughs> well, um, right. first of all, Truth and Comedy Del- by Del Close, Cherna Halpern, and Kim Howard Johnson is sort of the ur-text of improv. Mm-hmm. We're, I mean, all of us are cribbing shamelessly from it. Thank God it was written because we're all cribbing shamelessly. And there's a lot of wisdom in that book. There are a number of other great books on improv out there. I, I could bore you with them, but it's it's the one we sort of, it's the first one that came along that sort of went, oh my God, this is mm-hmm. how you do this, right? Um, mm-hmm. So just want to give a shout out to, to Del Close. Here's here's what I've come to discover teaching improv. It's not it's to novices. It's not about frustration. Every beginning class I teach, I teach short form improv too. 
And again, I think I sort of touched upon the difference between short form and long form. Short form is game style. We're going to play Dr. Know-It-All. Mm -hmm. We're going to play this kind of game or party quirks like you would see on Whose Lines It Anyway. I teach short form to every single beginning student because of two, for, for two reasons. First of all, in many cases, I'm getting, I, I, you know, I've been teaching for, for 13 years. And, and invariably, I would ask if you have any improv or theater experience to every student who comes in. And almost, I, I get at least one or two people who have theater experience. Sure. But in most cases, I get people who have no, who have never tread the boards at all. Who okay. have never been consciously made the choice to get up in front of people and perform. So that's a heavy lift in mm -hmm. and of itself. Getting people comfortable with simply being on stage mm -hmm. is big. It's huge, right? Um, combine that with a, a need to instill the principles of improv, to make sure to try to get them to internalize the principles of improv. Listen, accept, and add. Don't ask questions. Mm -hmm. Don't deny. Don't say no. The lift becomes intensified. And what I've discovered is that short form, because it sets a context in which they can operate in, it's like it's like you know you, when you take kid, kids bowling, you put the the, the, the things in, in the gutters to make sure the ball just keeps going yeah. right out. Um, it's I, I'm not trying to diminish short form. It's extraordinarily difficult to do. But because they have their water wings on with a short form game, the comedy comes, it, it becomes easier to discover. Mm -hmm. And so as they're getting confidence doing improv, they're getting confidence being on stage. Right. So that's why I, that's, I sort of teach short form. And, I, and I've been, like, there's some people in the community here in D.C. who kind of like, oh, well, I, I don't go there because he teaches short form. And there is, there's a, I know it sounds strange, but there's a method to my madness because in my experience, you got to get people comfortable being on, on. Ex Exactly. You have to give them the basics of just simply being on stage, which is a, which yeah. is difficult. I, some would say to answer your, your other question about how I, how I approach students who aren't getting it. Some might say that I'm a bit more, um, <laughs> let me put it this way. You can take improv classes in this city and elsewhere in the country in which everything is very, very kumbaya. Yeah. Right? Oh my God, that was such a wonderful choice. Mm. That was a great choice. Oh, let's all clap hands. Don't we all feel good about that choice? I think that's bullshit. <laughs> and I think it's bullshit because I went through similar experiences when I was younger and I threw a lot of money at a lot of instruction at a lot of schools and I don't think I learned a explicit language fucking thing <laughs> about improv I learned that I was in touch with my emotions and everyone was awesome. yeah, 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 everyone's yeah. great we're all we're you all like this thing together right but, yeah. but but it, it took me years of attrition it took me years mm. of going on stage and failing and failing mm -hmm. constantly um, uh, and being humiliated by that failure to finally learn to finally internalize the things that, that some instructors along the way have been trying to teach me so one of the reasons I teach the way I teach, which is, I if you're, I do a lot of side coaching. I stop you. I go, what, what's going on here? Why are you asking the question? We talked about this. I think that by doing that in a classroom setting, you're going to spare yourself the pain of making sure. these choices on. Right, right, right. So and and I and again on this in the scene here, I get docked for side coaching a lot. I get mm -hmm. docked for that. Yeah. But you, I, I would rather you. You're paying me money, and I'd better be teaching you, and not right. just giving you a therapy session. I, I took the class, as I mentioned, and uh, another guy I really respect from the class, he's very funny, Richard Walsh. Um, he and I have continued to talk since, and one of the things we mentioned was we weren't expecting that. You know, I right. think it's already you're so nervous, but you appreciate the class is actually taught as 
I want to make you an artist. Mm-hmm. I want to make you an actor better, yeah. as opposed to pay me money and I'll try to make you feel good about yourself. Yeah, that's not my and, job. Uh, so I, you know, I think point. it's sort of what are people looking for from the beginning? Yeah, yeah. I I, I think that that I can be taxed with many things regarding improv. A lack of passion for it is not one of them. Sure. I I think it shows up in my teaching in yeah. the way I sort of. I'm there, I'm present, I'm not elsewhere, I'm not, not just like not paying attention to your scene and then going, hey, that was so good, let's clap hands, now downward facing dog. You know? <laughs> so you don't close with a prayer. <laughs> yeah. um, we should, let's go into the yeah. short form. Let's do it. Cool, cool, cool. Yeah. We're going to play a short form game? Yeah. Sean, please. Okay, so, do you, so um, uh, we can play Dr. Know-It-All or we can play, I, we, all three of us can play Dr. Know-It-All or right. all three, and which is a popular short form game. Or we can play, your, I, I can facilitate and you guys can play Stereo Expert, which is it's kind of the same thing, but it's just a difference. It's, it'd be more focused on you guys. As I, Dr. Know-It-All sounds good to me. Yeah, I haven't I, done it before, but okay, so, I think it's good. So, okay. so, so the principle behind Dr. Know-It-All is, and again, your listen, listeners, um, normally what would happen is we'd take three or four or even five or even maybe, maybe more, who knows, uh, improvisers and put them on stage and we'd tell the audience that what you see before you, but make them stand close together and tell the audience that what you see before you is an entity with one body mm-hmm. and four slash five slash six heads. And these heads can only say one word at a time, but despite this limitation mm-hmm. um, or what would appear to be a limitation, they actually speak in clear, coherent eloquent English sentences okay. Dr. Know-it-all is his name so so when but then what I'd normally do is get a topic from the audience so what what is it what is it, what's out there that we normally need advice on that we, like in the real world like we're constantly seeking advice on and we take that topic and then um, we field questions about that topic and then putting our heads together though I, I feel those questions and then I, I put them to Dr. Know-it-all okay. and Dr. Know-it-all answers them one word at a time gotcha so, so. so we would all we would be the three-headed Right, monster. Right, right. the case. three-headed monster. Yes. The monster mm-hmm. Hydra. And, and in this, and uh, since Sean has levels of experience, we'll give him the extra challenge. I think to both ask the question and be the body. Okay. Does so, that work? Is that how so you think it? That, that's. I'll okay. tell you what. That's. That's. I'll. I'll. I'll, I'll get the topic from myself. Um, <laughs> and why don't Chase? Why don't you be the anchor? You're going to start answering okay. the question every okay. single time. Sure, okay. sure. And do you want some guidelines? One word, not a phrase. No, not a phrase. You, you, you want a few guidelines for this? You, you, want, you want some like advice or guidelines for Please. this? Yeah. So, so you're going to be tempted once you hear the question to have an answer for you. Sure. If you get that, if, you're, if, you, if you go straight to that answer, we, we don't share your brain. Yeah. So, so as we say in improv, um, don't bring a building to a scene, bring a brick. So mm. we're just bringing one mm-hmm. brick mm-hmm. at a time, mm-hmm. one word at a time. Things are going to happen phrasically and syntactically, and our job is to be one very small part of a much larger whole. Okay. Cool? cool. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, ladies and gentlemen, Dr. Know-It-All is going to ask our question, answer, or ask him some questions. Uh, what topic out there do we need advice on? Um, uh, real estate. Hey, I heard real estate from the audience. Right. So why don't we go ahead and answer questions on real estate. Dr. Know-it-all, before we take your questions on real, we take the audience questions on real estate, why don't we introduce ourselves, Dr. Know-it-all. Tell us our, tell the audience our real name because Dr. Know-it-all is merely a placeholder name. Let's tell us where we're studied. We have a credential mm-hmm. of some sort. And more importantly, let's tell us, let's tell the audience um, uh, why we went into this field. What is it about real estate that compels us uh, human as human beings to to want to help people find the right place. So uh, go ahead, take it away, Doctor Know-it-all. My name is Charles Manson, and sometimes I like to look at women or houses, and sometimes I really do nothing because I am 
Tired. <laughs> Great answer. Great answer. <laughs> Guys, Charles Manson is here. I had no idea that Charles Manson had a background in real estate all the way from from sold. I wait, he's sold ad. I don't know what he's in. <laughs> um, uh, 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 what's the big prison in, in Southern California where he's at? I don't know. Anyway, well, anyway, uh, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. That's right. A huge prison in, in Southern, Southern California. California. Just, just yeah. for him. <laughs> so Charles Manson. Um, tell us where you got your real estate license and tell us, more importantly, tell us uh, that story that you were telling the other audience I heard, where that compelling, moving story about how you really want to help, why you got into real estate. Go ahead and take it away, Charles. Well, I decided to get my degree in real estate at a university in Marietta, Georgia. <laughs> and when... I got there. I looked around and saw many houses and people. I didn't think I could believe. <laughs> Makes perfect sense, Charles Manson. That's usually how real estate works. Um, I'm going to open up uh, the floor to questions. So, yes, you, uh, ma'am in the back, you have a question of your hand raised. Yes, um, I have a quick question about um, financing. Should I uh, go ahead and get a balloon um, financial arrangement or should I go with a, uh, a fixed mortgage. I keep hearing these two things and I don't really know what the difference is. Can you help me, Mr. Manson? Mr. Manson, could you answer that question for us, please? Firstly, I really want to express that I don't think you should buy houses at all. I think that you should explore options in Delaware, <laughs> which has many more houses. Mr. Manson, I don't know. I think you just contradicted yourself. First you say this poor woman shouldn't buy houses, and then you say, go to Delaware and buy a house. That doesn't make any sense, Mr. Manson. You're talking like Donald Trump. Help us out. What do you mean by that? I think you are... are an asshole. <laughs> Mr. Manson, there's no need... To insult me, for God's sakes, I'm just trying to tell, answer this woman's question. Could you please just give her some sound advice? Fixed rate or arm, what should she do? Fixed rates. Mortgages. Are. Not. Very. Cool. Because. They. Sometimes. Result. In. Really. Bad. Bankruptcies. Sage advice. Give, give Charles Manson a round of applause for that. Thank you, Charles Manson. Um, uh, one more question. Well, no, one more question. Um, you, sir, you, sir, in the back. Uh, uh, yes. Uh, thank you very much. Um, I, uh, I, I, I'm looking to retire, and I have a couple of real estate investments: one commercial and one personal uh, real estate. Um, do you think I should keep my personal and commercial real estate uh, uh, and rent them out? Or should I actually sell them and take the capital I might make off that an investment in a third retirement property? What do you think? Renting properties is not always smart. And you should think about your 
choices when you come to Delaware. <laughs> Thank you very much, Mr. Manson. Give Manson a round of applause. Thank you. So that's a, a small, quick game. Of, Sean, you took it to another level. You I, were our host, audience, and Dr. Know-It-All. I really appreciate I, it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, it was good. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. All right, uh, thanks. I want to buy all my real estate from Manson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, the, you know, the, the, the blood, the things written on the wall in blood right, right, can right, sometimes right. lose. No. As our listeners can probably tell, uh, Chase and I started working together because we have chemistry like none other. Mm. Uh, so I'm very excited about another game you suggested, just so that I have a moment cool. to look deeply into your eyes. Yeah. So th this is a game called, and I, I I don't play this game that often, but I love it. And when, when, whenever I do, uh, the audiences, audiences just love it as yeah, well. Yeah, and there's a troop, right, that one of your house troops that focuses on this game, too? I think I saw a performance where they began every scene. Uh, oh, well, they're in a house troop. Uh, two guys named uh, 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 Topher Bellavi and Dave Johnson yes. perform as a troop called Calvin. And their, their, their transitions between long-form scenes involve them doing kind of what we're going to do, do okay. today, cool. which, which, is, which is called, it's called Stereo Expert. Gotcha. So it's sort of a variation on the game we just played, which is um, I'm going to be asked, I've got a topic from quote-unquote the audience, uh, and have the, that, how did the audience ask questions based on the topic to just you two, just Zazie and Chase. Cool. The, the challenge is that you two are going to answer that question at precisely the same time. Yes. Articulating the exactly the same words simultaneously. So the next time we, when I ask you a question, you speak in complete sentences, but you'll be saying them at the same, same time, time, and there together. won't be any di differentiation, or ideally, there won't be any differentiation okay. in, in, in what you do. So. And if you were working on this with students, what's what's the purpose? What are they learning from this? It's it's, it's 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 I would the takeaway I would I would point to is listening. It's mm -hmm. and and not thinking and not sort of trying to get ahead. So okay. often we go into context, whether life context or improv context, with a script with a desired sure. outcome. Here's what's going to happen. You're going to hear questions, and you think, "Oh, I've got a funny sort of joke to 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 throw into this and in, in, into this context." Well, you know, Zazie and or Chase, you, you don't share Can't the same brain, yeah. and if you try to force it down the throat of your scene partner, mm. it's going to get really confusing. Really, I asked Chase to stop trying to force things down my <laughs> throat a lot. I, I'm <laughs> incorrigible. Sorry. <laughs> So, so I guess my the eye contact very important. Um, mm. Listeners, they're they're looking at each other right now, uh, uh, um, I, and listening to each other, and not trying to get too far ahead. Uh, occasionally, like my students will go, uh, 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 you can see who's leading and who's that who's, doesn't even sound who, like words. Yeah, well, you, you, they'll they'll start answering the question, and you can see who's leading, yeah, yeah. and you can see who's walking backwards and heels trying to catch up. Gotcha. Right? And okay. ideally, you want you both to be the same, the, saying this almost as if you guys thought of it at the same moment. That's great. Cool. Great. And and for context, I would appreciate it if it's appropriate if you want to do some side coaching. More than welcome. <laughs> sure. We, cool. We're going to have you back next week. Um, <laughs> <laughs> this hasn't, we haven't recorded any of this, but it's just cool, a cool. lesson for us. Cool, cool. Yeah, if hey, we can come by can every Wednesday the, at 6 p.m. and yeah. we could just interview you. Wednesday doesn't work for me. <laughs> um, actually, can you, does a pop filter go down at all from there so I can see, see your pretty eyes? Cool. So then you ask a question, we start right out. Okay. All right. okay. So, yeah. so here's where the part where I play host again and I go to the audience. Excuse the audience. Uh, what you see before you is an entity with uh, one body and two heads. 
And these two heads... I like uh, that, buddy. (laughs) These two heads can only say... Uh, not one word at a time like we did earlier, but they speak exactly exactly the same sentence at exactly the same time. Got it's it. a stereo expert. So our stereo expert is going to be answering a question, answering your questions. Uh, what topic are we constantly seeking advice on? You, you in the back, you. Um, uh, yes, I would like to hear questions about dating and relationships, please. Wow, dating and relationships. Thank you, sir. Thank you very much. So before we take your questions on dating and relationships, which we all need advice on, let's have our stereo expert introduce him slash herself. Tell us your real name because Dr. Know-it, Dr. Know-it-all stereo expert is merely a placeholder name. Tell us where you study because I think you have to have to have a degree of some sort to impart advice about uh, um, uh, relationships. Um, tell us what you studied and more importantly, tell us, that, tell us that moving story that you told me backstage about how you, you experienced uh, a relationship that compelled you to want to help others in this scenario. So go ahead, Wax Poetic, it's your dais. Take it away, Dr. Stereo Expert. Take it away. Thank you for having me. My name is Joni Long Long Time. Joni, the famed relationship expert, Joni Longtime. Joni, it's an it's an honor to have you here. Um, tell us where you, what you studied. Tell us where you studied, and tell me that story. Tell us, tell our audience that story. I studied acting at the esteemed university, Rhode. Island Tech. Tech. I love how it's the esteemed University Rhode Island Tech, not the esteemed University of Rhode Island. I, I like that. Um, uh, 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 Joni, Joni Longtime, tell our audience that story about that one relationship you had that made you want to help other people. Well, I was... Dating a person who thought I was a bear, but I was not a bear. That it happens so often. You're dating someone who confuses what kind of mammal you are. Happens so often. Thank you. That's a moving story. So um, I'm gonna open the floor up to questions. Um, um, yes, you in the back. Uh, yeah. Um, I have uh, I have trouble um, meeting women here in D.C. Where? How is it that I can meet someone? What's the best place to go to to meet someone here in D.C. D- doctor, D- 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 Joni, t- um, um, t- tell us where the best place to meet someone is. The best place to meet someone in D.C. is the White House. 
You know, it, it does get a lot of foot traffic there. A very highly traveled uh, geographic location here in D.C. Sage advice, just go to the White House. You're bound to meet someone there. Um, 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 you, 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 ma'am in the back. Um, yeah, okay. Um, I'm on a number of dating sites, and I, I wonder if I'm on the right one. Can you tell me um, which dating site is the best and why? Great, great question. So, Joni... Uh, which dating site or app, I, I'm assume, um, is the best for this for this young woman, and why? I, I use an app called Brownstones. I'm sorry. Could you, could you say that one one more time? Just make sure. Brownstones. I'm not familiar with that. What is Brownstones? Brownstones is an app for meeting people like your ideal mate. I've never heard. Of, it sounds like an app for heroin addicts. I don't know why, but but maybe am I misreading that? Um, my ideal mate is a heroin addict. addict. Well, well, there's plenty of those in DC as well. Um, we have time for us. <laughs> we have time for one last question. Um, yes, you in the back. Um, I um, uh, I uh, I'm 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 uh. Look, I'm, I'm in a relationship, and, and I need to break up with this woman. Is there some way I can do it and do it gently and not hurt people, right? Um, can, is, there, is there a way? What's, what's the, like the two- or three-step process to letting someone down easy? Help us out there, um, uh, Dr. Long. Dr. Long. 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 <laughs> I forgot your name. Long time. Long time. I'm sorry. Thank you for correcting me. All you... Need to do is think about how much you don't like them. <laughs> I had no idea. It's just a. It's just a thought you have, and then you don't even act on it. That's amazing. I never thought about that, but sage advice, Joni. Uh, thank you very much for being a guest on our show. You're, You're welcome. welcome. <laughs> nicely done. Very thank nicely you. done. Good nicely job. Done. Good job. Nicely that, was a, that was fun. It was fun. Kevin and I are going to play it. <laughs> yeah, technically Kevin's been down on the job. I, he didn't even he try is. to take. Yeah, I hope all the levels are right because he's supposed to be manning the uh, uh. engineering booth. Kevin is my cat. Oh, Sean. Yeah. I, I heard him. And he was I, Apparently it was an emergency in the kitchen as he was like, yeah, 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 yeah. There was a bug or something. <laughs> right. I apologize I didn't introduce you formally. No worries. He was excited that you were coming. Um, so well, take another, should we take another break here? And um, maybe we'll talk a little bit about Unified Scene as in the beautiful barrio of, uh, of Bloomingdale, D.C. Barrio. Yeah. Barrio. barrio. We're going to do the whole next third in Spanish. <laughs> uh, no, we won't. Um, and uh, talk about uh, just the community there. And, Love that uh, idea. Some other great spots. Yeah. I cool. feel like our mind has continued to sink. I think it's sinking. Yeah. Yeah. It's all happening. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, Sean. Thank you. So we wanted to give everyone a chance to hear a little bit more what Sean does at Unified Scene. That's right. So here's another clip from a recent workshop at Unified Scene Theater. 
relatively speaking, it's an astronomical amount of money. What does he get paid to do? No. No. There's a lot of improvisers. How come they don't make that kind of money? How come I don't make that fucking money? Why? What does he get paid to do? I'm sorry. Yes, you guys ready? You guys ready? You guys ready? Here's Will Ferrell's job. Here's what he gets paid 25 to 35 million dollars to do. Make a gargantuan ass of himself. Is he good at it? He's adept at it, right? If the movie calls for him to run down the street naked like he did in middle school, will he do it? If the movie calls for him to uh, run, run around Talladega Freeway going, Help me, Tom Cruise! Help me, Tom Cruise! In his underwear, will he do it? Does he care what he looks like? Does he give a flying fuck what you think of him? Does he care? Guys, um, this thing, this belief, this belief that we walk around in about what other people think of us, it's a prison. It imprisons us, it keeps us from taking action, it keeps us from exploring our dreams. Man, if only I, but what would other people think? Fuck up! Who gives a shit? This veil of tears is pretty damn short. Why are you so worried about that? Why are you worried about what people your Facebook friends with on high school. <laughs> They're voting for fucking Trump anyway. <laughs> Who cares? Stop giving a shit about what other people think of you. And I suggest, why not start right now? Go. I want people making gargantuan asses of themselves right now. Go. Someone go. Take it. Sean and we just want to talk a little bit about Unified Scene is set up in a really cool neighborhood, Bloomingdale. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, I, you live in Bloomingdale, correct? I, I, I don't live in Bloomingdale proper. Okay. I live in Eckington. So if you know anything about yeah. these sort of real estate designated you know, yes, orientations, yes, yes, yes. right? Um, anything to the left of North Capitol Street uh -huh. is Bloomingdale and anything to the right of North Eckington. Capitol Street okay. is Eckington. So you I, commute uh, from Eckington to Bloomingdale? I commute. The, the huge, the huge <laughs> commute. Of Which the, one is the, more hipster? Oh, Bloomingdale by definite, but, oh, but okay. clearly, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm a half a block into Eckington. Okay. I literally walk out my door, I turn right, walk up half a block up North Capitol, turn left onto T Street, and I'm at You're work. There. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Where, so great. where is uh, the Unified Scene Theater located? It's at 80 T Street, Northwest, Washington, D.C., 2001. Right in the heart of it. Right in the, right in the heart right, of it. Right where the Bloomingdale sign is. It's right there. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Right, right, I can, we can open our door and see Showtime. The, the, the cool, oh, yeah. The cool hipster. That bar was recently made, named one of like Esquire's top 20 bars in, 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 in the country. I, I heard that they also recently uh, what were rated, and I can't remember who rated the best um, hookup bar in the country. Well, and I'll tell my listeners true. that's worked for me. I can cool. attest. Very cool. That's very true. Very cool. Uh, you, you continue down T Street, where T Street hits Rhode Island Avenue, turn left, half a block, you're in Boundary Stone. Oh, yeah. You walk out the door, you turn twenty. You walk 25 feet, and you're at Rustic Pizza right there. Right. So. And that's kind of new, right? The neighborhood's changed a little bit over the past few Rustic's years. Rustic's been there, I think. Yeah, R Rustic was one of the first uh, restaurants in the neighborhood. I remember, like on the list, there's going, "We're getting a restaurant," and it was rustic. When was that? I, I, I don't. I don't want to. I want to say about like four years ago, five years okay. ago. So what? The, well, like... the, so the, the the first space to be in Bloomingdale, uh -huh. Big Bear Cafe. Oh yeah, like they were like that. hipster right. central before sure. anyone even yeah. knew. Yeah. Bloomingdale. Which, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love me some Big Bear Cafe. Yeah. But God damn it. 
if they keep pushing the we don't we're not gonna do Wi-Fi on the weekends because too many people are on their computer, it's killing really? me. Really? What do they yeah. want people to be doing? After seven and on the weekends now because they were getting so crowded and people just having coffee and not buying anything, mm. they're turning off their Wi-Fi, their okay. public access Wi-Fi. Well, I mean, I kind of get that. Though. I do, but like now I don't go there to work anymore. Yeah. Well, it's 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 also a restaurant at night. Correct. So you, you which is strange, right? So yeah. it's not like you, 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 you wouldn't, you, you wouldn't go to proof and go. Oh, I'm gonna get my Wi-Fi. Right? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's they, they have a great chef there. Um, he's a not, not what's the rating that they give? The Michelin. Well, the Michelin is the rating that the, however they measure chefs, the award-winning like James Beard. Okay, they have like a James Beard award-winning okay. chef. Wow, there. Yeah, it's they've been really been pushing their sort of restaurant offering. So they want to they want to be oh, they want to be a little buy. They want to be hipster by so day. They, they want to be <laughs> they want to be partying in the morning and business mm-hmm. and business and night. Yeah. Like, Okay, I get it, and I'm happy, but I'm also sick of, like, being a single woman in D.C. How often now I get approached by open couples who want to date me, as opposed to... Like, go fuck yourself. That's not how I offered. That's not how I know you. Well, I mean, why, why do you, if you, why why, do you dress well, that why way? You're <laughs> why, why are you down on Why are you not poly-friendly? What's going on there? If you are in D.C. and you don't believe in monogamy and you are married and want to have an open relationship, you are likely the kind of person who would be attracted to me. There you go. There you go. So, Should we just put, if you want to just, have an idea of what this red fiery hair attracts, will you just uh, give everyone your email? Yep, Where, how can they contact you? Absolutely. What's your address? The easiest way to contact me would be through our website, haveyouhearddc.blogspot.com, or our right. Facebook page, Have You Heard DC, uh, which I hope everybody has liked and promoted. Please go like the page, yeah, and check out what, uh, what we got there, yeah. Cool. Um, Anywho. And we'll have more information about Sean and what he does too. So we'll have, so you don't have to listen back to the podcast. You yeah. can get it all right there. Maybe I'll join Brownstone the. Brownstones. It's <laughs> really good. They only, only, you have to live in a brownstone to be on the app. So it's a really hoity toity thing. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. For hair genetics. Um, when Big Bear was the only, were there ever restaurants that people might not have known used to be around? Or? Yeah. Well, I mean, again, I don't want to sound like a, a you know a schmucky gentrifier, but I, do, I there's there's there there is a a, a Jamaican place, oh, it's Gem Dome, that's been oh, yeah. that's been like there for like like longer than any of us have been there. So and they're they're fantastic. Highly recommend them. I'm gonna give them a shout out. But when I arrived for instance, I mean, you know, and this is how ignorant I was. This was like seven years ago. Um, um, um my my realtor kept saying, you know, I think there's a spot in Northeast and you know that she might that you might like. And of course at that time when you said Northeast, no, no, my goodness. Yeah. That's too far out. Mm. There's you know um and uh, she took me to this to to this condo. That, I, that I'm in now, and I go, oh, yeah, I like it. This, I mean, this is be perfect. And she goes, well, here, let's let's go have coffee. I go, coffee. She goes, yeah, there's a place around like right, right across the street. And so we, we I literally like walked out my door, crossed North Capitol Street, and walked a, a block down, and there was Big Bear. And I yeah. walked into Big Bear, and I went, okay, right. I get, I'm, yeah, I get it now. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so I bought there. But at the time, I mean, Big Bear was essentially good it. for you, dude. And well, I mean, this is the thing too. I mean, this neighborhood has gone through some serious fights too. Some uh, fights that were 
necessary to have, discussions that were necessary to have about gentrification, and some fights that were silly. For instance, when Big Bear applied for its liquor license, it was just exclusively yeah. just a coffee shop. Right, right, right. When Big Bear applied for its liquor license, and they had the hearings, the neighborhood testimony was outrageous. Like, oh my God, you know, uh, oh Jesus, it's going to be hell. It's, it's going to turn into Adams Morgan. There'll be people running down First Street naked once Big Bear gets, and we're going, what? Yeah. What? That's and they were spot on. That's not going to happen, right? Like the people uh, who go crazy and start murdering people once DC made uh, marijuana. Exactly, yeah. right, right. Yeah. 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 So these these discussions uh, happened. And of course, you know, Big Bear plugged along and they got a little liquor. But, you sure. know, and again, to its credit, you know, it, it talked to the, the people who needed to be talked to and, and got their liquor license. Conversely, you couldn't help but notice that anytime someone wanted to open a package liquor store yeah. where there was tons of loitering, in which people were actually were urinating out, in yeah. Public, yeah. out in front of the building, those people no got discussion. a, the, 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 those, those, those businesses got a pass left and right. Yeah. So, right, right. So, you know, it's the, these, these, these are wars that have been fought in the past. I don't want to dredge up old stuff, but yeah, that, this is the kind of thing that would show sure. up on listservs in very visceral sort of... Uh, uh, yeah, I can imagine. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, I, you know, I really have appreciated how much the Unified Scene Theater really tries to, I think, promote the neighborhood. We, we're adamant about that. We're very proud to be there, very glad to be there. Where would be some places that you'd say this is a highlight spot, like, don't miss it? I, you, you mean, like, in businesses? Correct. And it, yeah, like, uh, this is where you would always find me for lunch, or this is my favorite place to get a drink. This is I'm, I'm, pizza. I'm, I, I think the whole neighborhood has been cheering since Boundaries Time came in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, um, what do, you, do you like the new layout? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, I, um, I'm surprised they aren't doing more live music there. Me too. Yeah, I, I mean, they have that what great space. They, they have an open mic. They knocked right? out that wall, so there's like a I saw it, yeah, recently. I hadn't been in a, in yeah. a while, but yeah. Um, yeah, it's. I mean, it's it, and it's. It gets ranked at the top of like one of the best neighborhood bars in the city. Sure. And and if anything, we take inspiration from them because they've done a really good job of, of ingratiating themselves to the neighborhood. And so we sort of wanted to be the same sort of type of entity, responsible. You know, not yeah. step on anybody's toes. Not that an improv theater can step on anybody's toes. <laughs> We're a big, huge, powerful improv theater. Get out of my way. <laughs> big improv's coming. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> We're gonna zip zap zap you. <laughs> <laughs> I so, got that one. So Boundary Stones one of my favorites. I mean, we, we go to Rustic every week after every yeah, show, yeah. and they've been very, very, very kind and generous to us. Yeah. I, 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 there's, a, there's a restaurant called Crisp, which is, it's, they, they specialize in like a low country fair, like around, like what you get in like South Carolina, North Carolina. They have a hot chicken sandwich that is making everybody's list of must tries. So Tell us a little bit about the sandwich. So it's it's I, I I wish I knew more about I wish I was much as of a, of a foodie as I claim to be, um, but they take a, a chicken and they <laughs> batter dip it and deep fry it and throw it on throw this this a house. live chicken or have they they clean it first <laughs> they, they're sadistic <laughs> they, they actually sh- sh- <laughs> see this Fifi is gonna be your meal and they show her to you and they kill her right now no it's it, the chicken's already gone, oh, okay. gone. Like a Mexican it's, yeah, yeah. The, the chicken's already rung down the choir invisible it's okay. gonna it's it's gone it's me to me but they they, they take um, chicken I think they take a whole chicken and they do it but they they serve you a piece of the whole chicken 
um, usually like the, the breast. But they put it on a sandwich and it's like best part. The yeah. best, always the best part. I'm and more they, of an they, ass. Yeah, but chicken ass man. Who is all right? And they <laughs> take right. it. And, I don't know it's nerve wracking <laughs> to try to be funny in front of. Uh, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Good. Throwing anything out there, trying to make it stick. So you're the, hilarious. Too. Long story short, they throw hot stuff on it and it's awesome. It's fantastic. So. Yeah. Yep. Okay, so that's crisp. I've heard it's a lot crisp. about nice. that place. Zazie's a vegetarian, so I'm often excluded <sighs> from going there. But yeah, I've heard great things. Yeah. Chase, yeah, what so, about you? Are there places uh, you can like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Bacio Pizza is Bacio, 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 like, Bacio, like, 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 uh, I'm not sure. I can tell you it's a bad idea to go to Italian class stoned. Good. <laughs> it's cool, very cool. confusing. So <laughs> l- l- let me just get to that. Basio Pizza, uh, they exclusively, we exclusively catered with them, or we exclusively worked with them to cater our, our birthday party yesterday. Which was so great. They're amazing. Um, great pizza. Some of the best pizza in the city. Go there. That's awesome. You also had cupcakes. Were they local? uh, 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 Oh crap! Uh, There's a bakery, a pop-up bakery that just opened on on Rhode Island Avenue. Uh, uh, Just opened, like about a year ago, Uh, right next to Boundary Stone. Uh, 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 But they're a vegan bakery as well. Oh really? Yeah. So you can go get the like. I think those cupcakes were vegan as well. Shut it! I'm not gonna shut it. That's true. (laughs) What's, what's, I, someone please Google the, the... Yeah, I'll do it right now. In fact, place? I was going to Google some Showtime stories. Uh, 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 bakery, pop-up bakery, Rhode Island Avenue, okay. first... Uh, yeah. Bloomingdale. Kevin, Kevin the Cat, can you get on Kevin, that? Kevin, can you get on that, please? Kevin, get on that. Yeah. So, Chase Face, what about you? Are there places we'd find you if you're in the Bloomingdale area? <laughs> no, but not... <laughs> let me let me give you an anecdote for that. Um, you're correct. So, Basio, I was thinking you're using the ube, like in Spanish, which mm-hmm. is empty. But with the B as in boy, Basio's kiss. Thank Correct. you. Very good. Kiss pizza. It's always good to make out after you've had some Of pizza. course. Of course. Um, <laughs> yeah, you had one like with full garlic on it. One more shout out. Yes. Yoga District. Yeah. We wouldn't We wouldn't be open were it not for yeah. Yoga District. Yeah. So. He's one. actually okay. been in Warrior Two pose this entire yeah. time. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Um, Zazie, I'll, I'll say um, I don't I don't go to Bloomingdale. I really like it. Um, but I, I was with uh, in a relationship with a wonderful person that lives there. And that's kind of her, you know, stomping ground. Right, right, right. There's a couple bars there that she, she loves to go to. So I'm not going to just right, pop show up, up all the time. But right. um, every now and then. So I went to show. How do you go anywhere in the city? You're a man that gets around. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, hey. <laughs> There's a green zones, if you will. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Should we just say that mm. like the, these are going to be the restaurants you're not allowed to bring mm-hmm. people you're dating seriously to? Because there's some to, that I really you like, mean to me. Yeah. Okay, yeah so yeah, yeah, I sure. mean, Brenda's gone now, so that's too bad. I would have put that on the list. Yeah. We'll, I, we'll get back to that, okay. uh, listeners. If you Let's can tweet at us the good places to be the Chase and Zazie hangout spots. I take mostly to just the Burger King these days. Okay, <laughs> got. I peed my pants in, a, in the Burger, Burger King in Northeast once. You what? Right after Snallygaster, I you peed my what? pants in the Burger oh. King in Northeast. Yeah. Nice. From what? Laughing, or you just couldn't hold no, it? No, I had. Incontinence. Uh, well, I'd been searching for a bathroom for quite some time. This was before Uber, so the bus wasn't coming after Snallygaster. Gaster Festival. I couldn't get back into Union Market. This was a couple of years ago before there were more locations by Union Market. So finally, I just took off walking because the bus just oh, wasn't gosh. coming, trying to find a place yeah. to go to the bathroom. And then, you know, when you're like, oh, I finally found a bathroom, it's going to be amazing. 
you have to go like all the more urgently. So it's like, so like you know, like you start kind of getting a little tinkle before you the stop. I guess oh, you guys yeah, get yeah, the urinals, yeah. but mm-hmm. when you're opening the door. And so I walk in and there's a line of like three people and I'm so <laughs> sincere. Like, guys, I know people who say this, but like, I cannot tell you how much I have to pee. I have to pee so bad. Can I please cut in front of you? There's a line at the Burger King Well, restaurant? I think they'd all probably come from the oh, Stanley Gaster okay. as well. And I said, please, please, please. And this girl looked at me and was like, we all have to go. <laughs> and I was like, but I, I really have how to go. How did you say it? We all have I to go. go. I like that. And so um, I said, You Bleh. said, fine, now you're getting this. Well, no, <laughs> in fact, it's funny because I just looked at her and I go, Bleh, and then nothing came out of my mouth. But I started making a little puddle on the floor. And she was like, are you peeing right now? And I was like, yes, that was the <laughs> yeah, point. Yeah, I wasn't yeah. kidding. Right, right. <laughs> and worst part about that was, so then I couldn't get on a fucking bus because I had pee all over my pants. And oh, I had you've to never walk. ridden the buses in this town. <laughs> uh, I, I'm just a better person than a lot of people who ride buses. Yeah, yeah. Mostly, Greyhound encouraged. And that's, that was a racial comment, not oh. a pee comment. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> just kidding. Okay. Uh, sort of. No, no, no. no. Yeah. Just kidding. She's joking. Uh, I actually, that's funny because I, I think one of the best lines I've ever heard, anyway, end of the story was I had to walk a mile and a half home in peace. Oh. <laughs> but um, also, I one of my favorite lines ever was on a Comedy Bang Bang uh, podcast where the guy made a really off-color statement mm. and the response to the joke was, like, you could tell everybody was like, oh, that's too far, too far. And it's, it's like, no, I can say that I'm a racist. <laughs> like, which was brilliant. Right. But I've tried to repeat that, especially yeah. after some cocktails. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and recently at one of my friends, the uh, very talented Chris Duncan's uh, improv show and uh, didn't really get to the point that mm-hmm. like didn't do a good enough job of emphasizing that I was kidding Talk but, like, to you afterwards. yeah he was like you everybody in my improv troupe thinks you're like wildly racist <laughs> like, just... and we love it yeah <laughs> uh, which I hope I would like to think I'm not I don't think I am I do I would say that you are not I don't see color yeah. at all yeah, yeah. she doesn't it's yeah. true <laughs> anyway um, you were say, saying something, and I... Oh, so I was talking about why I don't hang out in Bloomingdale, even though I really like it. But it is kind of a small hood. Um, but I really like uh, um, Showtime. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, they've got a great beer selection, and they have this band called Granny and the Boys. Yeah, Granny and the Boys. You've heard about them. Yeah, yeah. she's like 70, maybe, in mm-hmm. her 80s. And she sits and plays keys, and then she's got a full band around her playing funk music. Right, right. And, like, R&B, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you haven't seen that, you should definitely check it out. Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Yeah. I haven't seen that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotta do it. I should do, like, an improv night slash Granny the Poison. <laughs> Showtime's way too cool to have an improv night. <laughs> Um, I've heard too that the um, farmers market in Bloomingdale is pretty good. Oh my god, yeah, it's 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 one of the one of the first farmers markets in like the farmers market movement. The one right out outside of right 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 outside Big Bear every every Sunday morning when it's whenever it's in season. I played guitar there actually during the farmers market. You 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 were you were a busker at a farmers market. Yeah, pretty much. But I didn't. I don't remember making any money. Um, (laughs) It was like no. It was like the one curious kid that would walk up with the mom every now and then, and I'd freak him out. Yeah, you know, normally the moms say, "Put a dollar in the, you know." Yeah, yeah. yeah. Come on, honey. No, no. Let's no. Let's go. He just butchered our. That's right. I've got my bok choy. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, Kevin the cat got back to me, but he's all of his responses are in uh, pop up bakeries in Bloomingdale's or in Bloomingdale, Illinois. Thank you, engineer. So we'll put that on the website later. Yeah. (laughs) Be sure. Um, I'd love to share with you some of my. Please. 
I would say my hands down, and I one we haven't mentioned El Camino. I love. Oh, oh yeah, 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 good, good call. Uh, great cocktails there, especially. I love that they put uh, spicy things in many of their drinks. Good uh, mezcal tequila yeah. selection. Yeah. And it is public public house bar. Is that what is it called? That's in there too. They That's have just, great cocktails. Isn't that just yeah. Boundary Stone that says? No, like, it's like a block south. I thought. Because doesn't Boundary Stone have the old sign that says public house on over mm-hmm. it? Or am I making that up? I don't know. I don't. I think I'm right. Or like people, public people. I went to a party. Public there. people. One more. Kid, did you, uh, something we haven't mentioned. Red Hen. Oh. Oh, I still one of the best there. restaurants, not just in the city, yeah. on the East Coast in yeah, the yeah, country. Yeah, yeah. It's an amazing restaurant. I it still is haven't that, eaten it's there. It's fantastic. Uh, Saucy, you'd love it. I had beef tongue as my appetizer. Um, Chase, says, why don't you take me there sometime? My I'd birthday's coming up. I'd love to. September. Um, I won't say it. I guess. You could say We're not it. giving biographical information. I mean, I like it to be about me anytime it can be. All right. Um, but, yeah, September 20th, That's I right. will be hitting um, 12th anniversary of my 21st birthday. I think <laughs> what we'll do, so it's not just you and me, I'll have a, like, a group just watch us so that we can... <laughs> I love that idea. Entertain people. We're better. We're better around like groups of people. I do have to say, to date, one of my favorite birthday experiences was there used to be a bar called Veranda that I loved, and that was on uh, Veranda was on uh, Logan Circle, right? Yep. Yes. Yep. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I lived right down the road, and it was the first place that I went. That was like an early bar on Logan Circle. Exactly. Okay. Right. Right. And the people that were there were neighborhood people. Like I would Shout literally go Deborah. in by myself. Yeah, Deborah. Um, and others. Yeah, she's she's one of the only bartenders there. I, I do. I miss her. If you're out there, Deborah, if you're listening now, call in. A, no, literally, like it was great. I would go there, and it was such a neighborhood place that if I had overserved myself, or if it was just late, and they were feeling it, the bartenders would be like, "Hey, we're gonna walk Zazie home. Can you guys watch the bar for a minute?" Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, like it's yeah, just yeah. a neat spot. Mm-hmm. On my thirtieth birthday, they did a party there where they, you know, let me make the drinks behind the bar and dance mm-hmm. at the table and. My wonderful co-host Chase Willett sang a beautiful, did a great show and performance in which he dedicated every Every single song song to Zazie Morgan. (laughs) And actually, this is pretty cool. So Deborah, the aforementioned Deborah, was working at the bar and she just busts out a djembe and comes over and just whack. Oh, that's right. Great drummer. She'd been she's been drumming for years, and uh, we ended up um, improvising there. Very cool. Yeah. We ended up playing like four or five shows. We played a show at the Rock and Roll Hotel actually Very together. Cool. Yeah, Very yeah. Cool. Just it was just like this cool chemistry. It was mm-hmm. one of those nights that was mm-hmm. fun. And then we fucked. No, we didn't. <laughs> no, you didn't. We didn't. But, it but felt I think like everybody did. I knew that would be their dream to Deborah. She, people fall she's, in love with her immediately. Woman. Yeah, yeah. By the way, Kevin the Cat just came back. He was embarrassed. Uh, could it have been Bluebird Bakery? Does that sound familiar? No, I don't think it's. Uh, damn. All right. Well, we'll put this on the site. Okay. Uh, my favorite spot, though, to go in Bloomingdale for sure would have to be the Unified Scene Theater. What? I love Boom. the classes there. I've seen some great, great shows. Um, so, Sean, can you tell us uh, some of the stuff you've got coming up? I know September some classes might be starting. Yeah, we have, cl- sh- we have uh, we're starting a beginning class. And again, there's only a few spaces left okay. in the beginning class. Like People have been signing up. Uh, we we, are, we had a free workshop yesterday, and we had like 30 people show up, and a couple of those people have already signed up, so the spaces are diminishing. Mm-hmm. But I'm almost certain it starts in September, oh God, what is it? I would, if I were Could to it? just guess, I would think mm-hmm. like your intro class might start um, September 12th. That's exactly right. And run through October 24th. <laughs> it's weird how you have access to that information. My goodness, it's crazy. Uh-huh. Um, um, thank you, science. <laughs> um, 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 yes, that's exactly right. So, And that would be a seven-week class, six weeks of instruction, and the seventh week would be a graduation show. But again, there's only a few spaces left in that class. So if you're listening to this podcast, 
I don't know when do you, when are you guys going to put it up or edit it. Like, Ew, that's yeah. a good question. So, so um, assume that the, by two the spaces, probably. there's even fewer by the time. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 What about any chance? Um, so next, the, what are the what are the options that are still available at this point? What is so, the next roll around to? So you you mean the, the next beginning class? Right. It probably won't start until early November. Okay. Um, um, we, we haven't like put the date in stone yet, but that's probably when it's going to happen. And so. guys, good New Year's resolution too. Take a uh, I, challenge yourself. I I've had people buy this class, buy my classes for their spouses because they thought, yeah, like, yeah, yeah I, I want you to pursue your dream yeah, yeah. or get the fuck out of the house, yeah, right? Yeah, right, right, right. Get big Monday nights, just get the hell out yeah, of here. My you're wife you're annoying me, right? So, <laughs> so um, yeah, there's that. And if if you're out there, if you're listening, and you have improv experience, we have we're offering two advanced classes. Unfortunately, one of them is already sold out. And again, we're a month out from these classes. There's still spaces available in our Herald class, which is a, 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 a Herald is a name for the most popular long form structure in improvisational comedy, and that that one meets on Tuesday nights. I think the Saturday okay. long form class. And if we sold out. if we haven't sold you enough at what a great amazing teacher Sean is, and and how much you can learn. Um, you could also take that just in case you wanted to be in a class with yours truly, Zazie Morgan. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Hopefully go. that'll... I don't know if everybody can tell that my interviewing technique just gets better just and cares. better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and I'll be in the audience at uh, a few it's, of these it's shows. It's Zazie's graduation show, yeah. Sure. Yeah. We'll make that one of your spots. Mm, okay. <laughs> I'll get that spot. Well, I think we're going to have to share it. Um, okay, great. Um, what, what else to plug? Anything, uh, any upcoming shows? So, so the, the, we, I don't have September shows up. I've been busy um, getting this sort of uh, <laughs> a, a, a one-year anniversary event up. And so that's all I'm going to focus on on the next week. And you've been gracing us with your presence as, in as preparation the, for... I've been doing research. Um, I've been you know downloading information uh, about the show. That's t- t- That takes days, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so starting next week, I'm going to start getting shows up. I will say this... Uh, uh, we're very excited. A month from now, we're bringing a troupe called Richard in. Uh, we we like to we like to to give you know pre- preference to local talent, but these guys ha- are in New York. They're from New York. They're from the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater in New York City. But they all have, but they all have local connections. And so when they approached me about coming into town and doing a show, I said, of course, I said yes. But uh, there's a troupe called Richard. There there are three guys who are mainstays up at UCB. A guy by the name of Paul Laudiero, mm. who has who graduated from George Mason University and has been in the improv scene for years until he went to New York. And is just kicking kicking butt there. Uh, uh, um, another guy named Will Steffen, who is, uh, the, I mentioned him earlier, he's the guy who is now n- n- now a writer for SNL. And he's in this troupe called Richard. So he's, he's, and he's my former student back when I taught at the DC Improv. And then there's a guy named Zach Cherry, who is was most recently featured on. He's been in an episode of Broad City. He's been in an episode mm. of, of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. So mm. he's he's known in the UCB ecosystem. He's known in comedy circles in DC. Yeah. Those three guys are coming to the U- Unified Scene Theater next month. We have not put those shows on the web yet. Okay. We always announce those the tickets to those shows to people, anyone on our mailing list. So get on our mailing list yeah. because you're going to be the first to know when those tickets are on sale. So great. Yeah, get on the mailing list. Like the Facebook page. There's a lot of options. Right. Um, you've mentioned Upright Citizens Brigade a few times. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those who don't know, Amy Poehler. Um, yeah. Who else? Uh, what's his uh, name? I, it's Matt Besser, uh, Matt Walsh, Ian yeah. Roberts, the, Amy Poehler. The state folks. Yeah, the UCB4, right? Yeah. Great. Uh, it's a. It's sort of the it on the the East Coast, I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a buddy over there right now. 
Oh, very cool. Yeah, yeah. Frank Hill. Oh, very oh cool. yeah, he's yeah. doing okay. Very cool. Got Good to know. Going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'll, know, I'll shoot him this. You know people. Okay, I plugged you. Yeah. yeah well yeah. done. Um, it's see, you mentioned recently that you're you're trying to bring more of an established improv scene to to DC. Are you, is there any kind of formal connection with? UCB, or are you trying to build no, something? No, I, to, to, I, to be honest, I, we've had a lot of visitors from out of town. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have done absolutely nothing to say, hey, anyone up at UCB? They've actually reached out to me. And I think they've reached out to me because people up there who, who are familiar with what we're doing here have, have talked about us. And they realize that our space is a different kind of space, not a traditional sort of like... Big footprint improv theater mm-hmm. that we can get a little edgier, that we're smaller, that, 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 that we're, <laughs> I, I, we're more intimate, <laughs> which is another way of saying that we're smaller, right? Yeah. But also, uh, it sounds like you were saying before there's some method to that process. Tell me what you mean. I'm, I'm, uh, a method to creating a certain vibe well, to the theater. Well, yeah, I think that there's a lot of improv theaters around the country um, who think that simply throwing a lot of improv shows up is being an improv theater. And I think that that does that's certainly beneficial to the people inside your improv ecosystem because it uh, gives them opportunity to perform and get better. And I, you know, I completely understand that necessity. Um, I sometimes think that that charging audiences money to watch that process is a bit unfair to both improv in general and to audiences in particular because they're, they mm-hmm. some of them they pay for the show and they go. Eh. I'm not sure that that was worth the money that I shall not. Yeah, for, sure. right. That's no criticism of, you know, the troops that are trying to get their, you know, to to make their bones as improvisers. That that process has to be established. But I think that one of the things that we're trying to do at the Unified Scene Theater is is make sure that you're when, whenever you pay money for our shows, and there are some shows which we're not going to ask money for, and we we don't feel compelled or feel a right to, to to do that. But the stuff we do ask money for is going to be some of the best quality improv you're ever going to see. You're going to want to see it again. You're going to repeat that process. So, And we're also trying to talk to audiences in ways that we don't think that other improv theaters are doing. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, there's a lot of in-speak when it comes to improv. We use words like Harold and Armando as if mm-hmm. they mean something to the general audience right. member. <clears throat> we're, we, we want to connect to an audience and give them... Uh, comedy in ways that they're used to, not used to, but but we're trying to do a lot of genre-based improv, parody shows of of various recognizable genres that are already out there, as a way of talking to a general audience and not just to, to the yeah. improv scene, scene ecosystem. Yeah. So. Well, it sounds like you're curating many things. Um, I also am aware that I feel like I could talk to you all day long and ask you so many questions uh, but also and I would sure. answer them because I'm <laughs> verbose and, and loquacious and tough yeah. <laughs> but, but thinking to and self-absorbed back- let's not forget self-absorbed <laughs> um, and rightfully so um, I would say though that thinking of the listeners we have been talking for quite some time we'll end with some final plugs and then sure. maybe a final game I'll do a plug quickly too uh, and I think this will be helpful towards one for you is that uh uh, Zazie Morgan has started working with a great group that also does a podcast, but is a uh, uh, is called Penthouse Basements and is trying to be on the scene a little bit more. Uh, I understand that there would be an opportunity to pitch you for some some less established shows that might be free. Like what what's that process there? It's just 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 email us. We're 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 all about helping improvisers get their reps in and make their bones. So, we, we, yeah. we understand that you, there has to be there has to be people coming up as there are people established. Uh-huh. Uh, um, we we have a monthly show called Rep Stage in which we invite 
troops with with any amount of experience who feel like they need to get in front of an audience or they're ready to get in front of an audience mm. they're ready to dip their toes in the heady water of performing in front of an audience because a lot of improv takes place in classroom settings sure. or in hey let's get together and rehearse kind of things right <laughs> so we have a monthly show we might be expanding that if their demand is there to uh, include uh, to, to make it like twice a month or right now it's just once a month we've only been around for a year rep show. yeah and it's, it's called rep stage just you know rep get, stage. the idea is there's a theatrical term called repertory theater so yeah. rep theater is a common name that gets bandied about there's also the idea of getting your reps in so we made a punny gotcha. I like it I like it, so, I like it. So, so yeah get, get your reps in get, get on stage we won't charge money for it you know so follow up question to that sure. uh, can a troop that like isn't associated with you yet show up absolutely completely that's what it's kind of an open mic yeah it's it's Again, you know, we have house troops at the at the Unified Scene Theater, yeah. but we are all about trying to be an integral part of this community and help grow it. So, I like yeah. it. Um, Chase, do you have any events that, that either show... you or people you like? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to plug myself. How he um, does love doing that. I do every night before bed. Um, <laughs> I'm going to open for a band called Dalton DeShane and the Traveling Show. They're from New York. Cool. New York, I've heard of it. Yeah, New York, yeah, right? That's the first thing I thought. I was like, I've heard of this city. They're yeah, pretty good. Yeah. Um, so they're coming through uh, Tacoma. They're playing, well, we're both playing at Electric Maid. I'm going to open up for them. That's September 3rd. Cool. Great. Um, so come check that out. Dalton Shane and the Traveling Show. Um, I, my music's up at uh, facebook.com backslash or forward slash. Which one comes next? Uh, probably Chase, backslash backslash chase w music try both ways yeah just search for me on facebook you'll we'll find also like put a link on it on our page goofy we'll, okay yeah, we'll put it on there i've got the personal one and the music one so it's easy to figure it out that's all i have coming up music wise um, but a great reminder that one of the things our facebook page includes are events coming up in the area that we would want right. to go see so i encourage you to subscribe to our event section of our page as well sean one question that is an important one, I think, as we're thinking of a close, um, we've got a tally going. It's pretty important. Who do you find to be the better-looking co-host in this experience? Well, I, I... And I'd like to remind you who's paid you more money. Can I can I say something before he makes a decision? <laughs> Be- besides the you're, you're a patron of his. Mm-hmm. Um, and I am, too, because I come to a show. I plan on coming more. The one show that I brought him <clears> to. <throat> But I plan on coming. <laughs> uh, I'm going to come see Richard. Oh, cool! Um, and uh, I call him Dick. That's just like a thing in this community. No. Um, I was going to say, let's be con- complete feminists here, complete equality. Okay. okay. I feel like sometimes you have a bit of an advantage because, like, oh, don't hurt the girls' feelings. Girls are supposed to be pretty. So just I think Jack, our our former guest Jack Gregory actually said that straight up. He was like, "I don't think she's going to be able to handle <laughs> the insults." We'll yeah. Her. So he he that was very smart. He's a lawyer. He's very like not that he's a lawyer, but he is he's a smart guy. He was able to like compliment Zazi and me at the same time. So now the challenge is so happening. so I, I I go to Burning Man every year. I'm yes. aware. And one of the things you discover at Burning Man is that everyone has an inner beauty and an inner essence. Well, you can rate us on inner beauty, too. Okay. Well, yeah, I, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm also a bit of a talent whore. Like, I like talented, smart people, right? Mm. You're a musician. You're a comedian, right? Yeah. So, I'm not, that's these, the, I, these things are equaling out, right? I, you look hippie-esque and, and West Coast, which Thank I you. see a lot of at Burning Man, and I go up and hug it. You are an extraordinarily attractive woman. Uh, from what I understand, sexually adventurous, which I find attractive as well. So I, you have I no idea. I, I can't make a decision here. I would have to say you are both 
equally attractive in my own eyes. Okay. Can we accept I'll take that? It. Yeah, I'll yeah. log it. Half a point for each of us. Yeah, okay. So now it is four and a half Zazi and half Chase. And a half Chase, yes. <laughs> Great. Great. You're on the board. I'm <laughs> on the board, baby. Coming after well you. Well Coming done. after you. It's a very politic well, DC answer, wasn't I'll it? I'll tell you this. I think you're the best looking creative director at Unified Scene Theater. <laughs> what? Yes. I have to agree. Thank you, Brad. You're both very kind. Far too generous. Uh, so let's end. We usually end on a song with our, our um, musical, musical guests, but since that's not, I mean, we could sing and that would be fun, but we okay. thought a we, we could sing, we can make up a song. That's one of the things cool. we're doing. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So, okay, so, so why don't we get a topic from our audience? Okay, right? Kevin and the Cat, can you Kevin get the audience? Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll make up a, uh, uh, a tagline song. You guys want a tagline song? Yeah. That's right. I don't. So, first line, second line rhymes with the first line, and, and rhymes with the first line, third line rhymes with that, 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 the second line. The tagline song is like... Uh, completely uh, on. Com- it's, that's sort of like the chorus. So, the tag like line. AA... Yeah. Now, I yeah. want to go to the store. I don't want to go anymore. I really want to find myself a whore. My life is shit. Okay. Yeah. The next verse is, I like to go to bed. It really gets in my head. I don't really want to be dead. My life is shit. So that's a tag. Oh, and right? you keep that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. And, and that works well because there's three of us, so we'll each yeah, get a chance yeah. to do well, the Well, one line. of us, okay. so we'll start with a, a tagline. Verse, first verse of a tagline. Second verse of a tagline. You can sing the bridge, which can, which can be an A, B, A, B, right? Then I'll do the third verse. I'm not sure I know what A, B, A, B means. Just well, rhyme, like rhyme, 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 rhyme scheme. Poetry, like... Right. Okay. All right. All right, so um, I'll start the first the first line of our tagline song. Cool. And the tagline About is, have you heard DC? Have, have you heard DC? Okay. okay. All right. I'm on a podcast, and I think it's great. Oh. So I'm rhyming with great. Yeah. Anyway, I thought we were doing each stanza. Okay. First of all, be fully committed to. Um, I want to hear that beautiful, deep voice of yours. Sure. Um, I'll, I'll start over. Pod, thank you. I'm on a podcast, and I think it's great. I'm so glad that previously I ate. And the comments, neighborhoods, and people, it's like fate. Have you heard, DC? Wonderful. So I go to the next one. Yeah, yeah you, you do the first line. When I think about drinking booze. And when I think of those, I want to schmooze. And I also want to buy a new pair of shoes. Have, Have you, you heard, heard DC? DC? Now let's go to the, now, now to the bridge. So that's a good natural yeah, harmony yeah, we have yeah. together. Mm-hmm. The bridge, the A B A B. A B, yeah. Can't wait till we put it online. It's gonna make some changes around the hood. And everything is then gonna be fine. And people are gonna say, "Gee, that's really good." Now it's the last line of the of the, of the tagline song. The last first tagline oh, okay. song. Love it. Yeah. So. So have you heard DC? No, no, no. no like like whole... First line, second line, third line. Then you'll go. Have, have you heard DC? Okay. Yeah. Neighborhoods. Music and local talent you'll hear. And sometimes you might even get to drink a beer. If it weren't for Kevin, none of us would be here. Have, Have you, you heard, heard DC? DC? Oh! Close out. <laughs> <laughs>